I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Change My Mind is a power keg, and Nick, my friends, is the match. I am Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ether is the hope to my vengeance. It's Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire, Drophead for Hire. Drophead, wow. But you know what I will say? The the hope to my vengeance, uh, or me being your hope, somebody's vengeance here, and I think it's you, and I think that works out perfectly. Very fitting. Yeah, I'm a little more vengeful, as we were just saying in the pre-show, the eternal optimist. Uh, mm-hmm. a Nick Fryer. So I think that's a, a good yin and yang here. It works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, if you haven't already guessed, uh, we will be conducting an exit survey this evening uh, based off your, the, the people's uh, responses to Matt Reeves, the Batman starring, of course, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, among a slew of others. We'll get there later. But Nick, I got a couple of riddles for you uh, oh, if you're ready. Shit, I didn't look at these beforehand, uh, per usual. So this is it's probably fitting that I didn't actually for this. Go this, ahead. This works. So this is uh, okay. So so hang with me here. So I can't do the 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 weird creepy voice, but they have they have not flesh nor feathers nor scales nor bones, yet they have fingers and thumbs of their own. What are they? Fingers and thumbs of their own. When I got a quick look at it, I saw feathers and I thought it was going to be like a flying thing. Um, but uh, they have not, but they have fingers and thumbs of their own. Uh, are starfishes, uh, no, this is not an animal. Yeah, because starfish have scales, right? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What? Uh, a, a glove. Gloves. Oh, okay. Gloves. All right. Nice, right? I would have been I, I clearly the Riddler would have gotten man. This so well tough. done. Yeah, yeah. You, your head would have exploded. Uh, this is as light as a feather, yet no man can hold it for long. What is it? Light as a feather, yet no man can hold it for long. Is it money? Uh, that's a good one. I like that actually. I guess money, oh, if he had a large sum though, wouldn't be light as a feather. This is True. breath. Oh, okay. Nice. Money. Yeah, this... it, it, some men can't hold money onto money for long, so that's not fair. That's true. But most of us can't, though, because we'll just uh, gamble it away in three, five, or 18 parlays. Hopefully you do it responsibly (laughs) and don't get suspended from your job for doing so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's topical. That's a topical joke here. Uh, Last last riddle for you, Nick. Uh, You hear it speak, for it has a hard tongue. Not a villain. uh, But it cannot breathe, for it has not a lung. What is it? I just want to put it out there that Batman was the one that got all these riddles right, not the other guy. So if you were with me on this in this situation, because you're technically vengeance, so that makes you Batman ipso facto. Uh, you would be able to hope. Help hope is is Batman. True, but well, anyways, a wiser, uh, more more seasoned Batman, you, you may even say. Uh, you hear it speak, for it has a hard tongue, but it cannot breathe, for it has not. There's a, a big one in Philadelphia. Oh, a bell. Yeah, there we go. Oh, okay. For it has a heart. Is it called a tongue? The tongue in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was called a yeah, tongue. Yeah, right. That was that was a huge hint. Thank you. I, you it, it was having like flashbacks right there to uh, furloughed friends back when that was the thing, and, and I put Lucy <laughs> on the spot to do um, what was it? Office trivia. Except she's supposed to know everything when it comes to that shit, and she epically failed. So 
different well, discussions. asking the questions and then answer the questions are two very different things right yep but that's a if human you thing. i would have done the i would have come up just as much uh blanks as you have on those there so if, you, if i was in your shoes i think i screwed that up but you get the idea it's I, I know I, I get what you mean and i appreciate the the sympathy empathy i don't know i get those uh, you know, all the time but we're not here for that only a bone an olive branch <sighs> thanks i needed that one uh how about how about this though because of course we're going to be talking about uh the batman but yeah, this is going to be spoiler-filled episode. If you haven't seen it this weekend, what are you doing with your life? Uh, mm. Some of the numbers we'll get to a little bit later. Not a whole lot of people didn't go to see it. So uh, Matt Reeves has confirmed that uh, two shows, Gar Gotham City PD, GCPD, uh, and an Arkham show on HBO Max, that, that will lean into a horror genre, as well as uh, Oswald uh, Cobblepot's uh, The Penguin spinoff series as well, starring uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, and I, I think this is great. I, I think when you're talking about Arkham, you've you got to get kind of weird. you got to get trippy. Um, I think back to uh, – back to – I mean the, the recent um, Deathstroke Rebirth run by Christopher Priest. Deathstroke was in Arkham for a little while, and it got really messy, got really weird and crazy. You had Hugo Strange, Deathstroke, and a whole list of other characters. And if you're going to do something with that, why not lean into the weird? Um, and I trust Reeves, you know, calling the shots when it comes to Batman stuff as a little teaser – for what to expect about my reviews uh, of this movie going forward. What do you think of this? I think this has potential. I have a big concern that this is going to be uh, CW-esque. You know, mm. I don't want it to be that because it feels like Gotham. Like, you know, didn't Fox also do a uh, a show like that already too? Another Goth Gotham show with like the dude from the OC as like a Jim Gordon or something like that, right? Mm. Uh, oh, that was – was that I Fox? Either way, I feel like they yeah. swung and miss a couple of times on this, and I just don't want that to be ruining what is like, you know, something that has a full head of steam right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, in, in looking at what Titans has been, I actually haven't even finished Titans season three, and I I didn't hate it, but it just goes to show, like, you know, it ended up being fine, you know, with with, with the Titans show. Um, that's why, I was, like, when it was on the DC Universe app, I was never like, this is a much must watch show, must you know, reason to subscribe to DC Universe. So. That's fair to have apprehension with it. Um, hopefully that hopefully that's that doesn't end up being the case. But as long as I'm seeing them pushing the right buttons, I'm going to give it a shot. I think you're going to give it a shot too, anyways, right? Yeah, and HBO Max, right? So I'm already watching it anyway. If this if this delves into the power vacuum that's created from the death of Falcone uh, and the removal of him, and the, the, that Catwoman was kind of alluding to in, in mm. both shows, and, and even. Uh, maybe even go into something like like what's the storyline with the Riddler kind of uh, um, orchestrates everything from out of a prison cell and mm -hmm. there's a there's a there's some storyline like that in the comic books that I'm missing well, but you know they could they could do something like that and then maybe uh, the whole idea of like introducing the Joker wasn't like doesn't seem so forced. Mm -hmm. The well the War of Jokes and Riddles was uh, I think that was Tom King who wrote that uh, I think that was him. Um, but that was an awesome run that actually we talked about on TLDR. I cannot remember if Riddler was in prison at that time. I don't think he was, but those two kind of went to war with one another, thus the title of that arc. Um, but that was really good. So, yeah, I, I would definitely be open to doing something like that. I just want to address one thing in the chat, too. Uh, Mac asked if I was wearing bracelets. Uh, yes, I've been doing that for a while. So I don't know what <laughs> – I mean, Mac just That's a baseball thing. I feel like a lot of baseball players wear bracelets and, uh, you know, extra type of – you know, what's that that type of, like, zinc metal that people would the, wear around the their fighting arms? One. I, I definitely wore the fighting necklaces back in the yeah. day. I don't know how much guys wear them anymore, but, yeah, these are just – I mean, these are just, like, leather, so it's a little different. But, um, 
you know, sometimes that those rub people the wrong way, but I couldn't care less. But yes, just to answer Max's question, that is the case. So that, uh, that's leather? Is that what you said? You got hashtag leather boy, huh? I, I guess so. Yeah, ah, I like it. Bondage boys over here. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're the bondage boys. Okay. We can be. We can yes. be, I think. Sure. Yeah. I can. I, can I, I will go that. down that road with you if you uh, – I'm comfortable enough with that. Oh, well, when we're talking about trying to plan for shows uh, later on down the line, <laughs> maybe we need to do something related to that. Um, but anyways, uh, you want Whatever to – Whatever brings us closer as a podcast, Nick. You know, that, that's I'm fair. here to support you and your oh. endeavors. What a guy. Um, <laughs> do you want to pivot over to the MCU? Because we did get a little bit of update from on uh, one of their movies coming out. I think year. you want to. Whatever gets us off this topic, right? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little uncomfortable, but either way. Um, so it's Taika all Wachiti, love. It's all love. We found out from him uh, recently in an interview, I think it was at uh, one of these film festivals, that uh, he says Thor Love and Thunder isn't finished yet. Now, he joked that it's going to be done in like June when it's coming out in July um, or it's scheduled to come out in July. Do you? Like, I don't. I don't feel like we've gotten like updates to that extent on when movies get finished when it comes to production. But that seems ridiculously late for me. Like not in the June. I think is a joke. But even if it's you know next month, it's like that's really pushing it. Yeah, we're four months away, right? Is that is my math right? If we're in March now, this is a July movie. That's yeah. uh, seventh, right? So they're about about four months yeah, four away, months. Give, give or change. You know, give or take some change there. Um, I don't know. Like, are they waiting for uh, the multiverse of madness to come out for the, like any sort of like last minute reshoots? And maybe again, we've kind of seen this from Marvel, where like That's maybe fair. they're kind of like sticking their finger out out in the uh, the wind to see you know which way the wind's blowing. Mm. Screw that one up. Billy's gonna love that quote. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying with that there. Yeah. So maybe that's it. I don't know if that's too late, or <laughs> or maybe this is just misdirection by uh, by Taika here. I, I don't know. Billy calling you out for that shit. It just gets me every time. He just—it's really—he's unrelenting. He doesn't miss one ever. It's good. That's um, it. That, that one's—that one's worth noting. I'll, I'll put that one out there on myself. But I do think that that's a fair point. Like that, maybe at least. I don't know if they. I, I would th- okay. So they're not done. They're not done filming. They're the, they're, not, they're not finished with it yet. That doesn't mean they're not done filming. Maybe it's the editing, and then that would make a lot more sense because then it kind of goes into what you're saying, like multiverse of madness. Is it going to go this way? Is it going to go that way? Like, do we need to? Where do we want to make these changes? Who do we like more moving forward? Um, you know, what do people respond to? And look, I don't love you deciding like to to follow just what the fans want to do you have a good story maybe it's just some minor things though you know but i agree i do think that there are times where fan service is appropriate and of course we got that with uh, with no way home and everybody loved that so yeah you want to have a little bit of it but you would think too when you have a good story going on like it's going to take care of itself but this thing has become such a monster too where it does make kind of sense so well, it's I just weird. a trailer again, four months out. You know, you think we would get something, right? I don't know. A teaser True. Or, uh, True. We want look. it. We want it. But do we need it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, you do? Really? It's yeah. my movie and I need it now. Okay. That. Okay. Got it. Understood. I don't think it's going to make a difference <laughs> for anybody when it comes to seeing uh, Thor Love and Thunder. No, unless I'm to see it. That's what I mean. Yeah. You need it in the sense of like you, the desire, but in terms of seeing the movie, no. Marvel doesn't need to put out another trailer until they like produce like a pair of clunkers in a row. Otherwise, we're all fine. Um, yeah. but-, but I do think this is kind of interesting. If if we are you know going down that path of like, all right, maybe they're they're waiting for final things with uh, Doctor Strange and then and then kind of put the finishing touches on it. You know, maybe that's something directors don't want to do moving forward, as we've seen. You know, the Batman and and the successful of that kind of being like a standalone project, and we've seen WB now kind of 
confirm what uh, our guy Casey Walsh has kind of said in this program a couple of times of mm-hmm. you know being uh, story driven, uh, director driven, and not necessarily following a timeline like the MCU is. So I think you know that could give again the directors like a lot more freedom maybe or, or creativity. Yeah, it might, that might that might end up being the case, and, I, and I'm very excited to talk about that that kind of thing that Casey brought up too when we get to the Batman stuff. And I know we're almost there. We got the comic book minute to get to first, mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. Quickly through this, uh, from Image this week, we have Radiant Red Issue 1 and King of Spies Issue 4. Really enjoyed King of Spies as the last issue of this series. I'm assuming because it's Mark Millar written, it's going to turn into some like Netflix movie or something. Uh, really cool, uh, really cool concept. I will talk about that on TLDR once I've read the final issue. Unless it's like an unbelievable flop, but the first three issues have been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Radiant Red, uh, we're actually talking to the writer of that miniseries, Cherish Chen, on TLDR this week. So you guys will get that on Wednesday. Radiant Red. And, uh, and we'll also be doing What's New because, of course, I'm back from vacation this week. As for uh, Marvel this week, Punisher issue one with the new logo and everything is out this week. Very the Really good start to this series. Already got a look at this one. I'm very excited to, to see what they do with this moving forward as the Punisher becomes an integral part of the hand. And there's some... Some pretty surprising stuff. Um, assuming this all is canon, which it seems to be. Um, so, so yeah, really enjoyed this this series so far. But that's it for the comic book minute for us this week, Wes. Well, and you got to be. And we had a bit of a, a misdirection here again. Usually, I think our guy Casey Walsh is right on here, but uh, the the Disney Plus Netflix shows and then that yeah. kind of being up on there. So you know, yeah. we, we mentioned the Punisher there real quick. So I think we were a little bit surprised. Of course, you know, we mentioned uh, the Canada release kind of up and coming. We thought maybe that was going to be a sign, but you know, I was a little surprised to see, you know, Casey see that, and then like right after that, because again, he's usually spot on about everything. Yeah, uh, but that that is a, a got to be a nice welcome sign for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what? Uh, when it comes to scoopers, as you and I both know well too well, that you know sometimes they get that stuff wrong. Even when you're talking about the, the ones in sports, like you know Schefter or well, there was a material change. Yes, um, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> I uh, I'm, this is a good one to I think get wrong. Uh, I'm happy that Casey was wrong about this one. Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that is it. For, but I'm, and I'm very excited to go and watch those because I was like, I want to rewatch Daredevil. I haven't done it in so long. I know Goo did it recently, and I was I just didn't. I think he just did it randomly. Maybe he did it because of Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, but I wanted to just go back, take a look at it, and same with the Punisher. And then when the, that notice came out, I was like, you've got to be shitting me. And there's no way. We're, I mean, we're watching too much stuff now, especially with Euphoria and all these other things that are out oh, there. But. Well, that's all That's all come to an end. I know you yes. might have to catch up a little bit. No, no, no. Right? I, I'm, I'm, I am caught up on it. We watched it, I think. You know, we watched, yeah, the final episode came out before we left for vacation. So, so we're good on that front. Crazy shit. I want to see, like, you know, they do those, like, spotlight episodes in between. They had a couple, like, mm. short episodes that was on Rue and Jules and stuff. Like, I mm. want one between the seasons on, like, what the hell the teachers were doing. Like, everyone was back in school that season. The teachers were working remotely. You know, they're, yeah. they were zooming into the school and be like, hey, no, no, no you can't make a, a cum-filled uh, play. You know, like, can't yeah. do that. That would be uh, something. Because where to- were they the whole time? That's a really good point. The teachers seem to just, they were very loose. And, and I got to say the mom too, just letting everything slide. But you know what? Yeah. She appreciated her daughter's, yes. She, her appreciating her daughter's artistic ability and just letting her blossom. So great mom of the year. So oh yeah. Saying. Yeah. Absolute mom of the At year. At least for, for, for one of her daughters, maybe not so much for the other. The performance was tighter than Dick skin. 
anyways. Well, if, uh, if you know, because she is the actress from uh, It's Always Sunny, where she's mm. playing uh, Frank's prostitute wife, and she has the famous line, this jacket is tighter than dick skin. Well, see, this is where I apologize. That's on me. I, I am going to make a point to go watch uh, Always Sunny at some point. I, I didn't do it because, again, secondhand embarrassment, awkwardness, all that kind of stuff, like with The Office. I will. I will eventually watch. Oh, there's not that. I don't think with that. But you know, to each their own. Ah, well, you know what? Maybe because like one of the first times I watched it was when Mac decided to uh, like we learned about Mac's letter to Chase Utley. Um, oh, that's great. Yes, that was. Yeah, okay. That was. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Yes, but I definitely like it was like oh. You just wanted to have a catch. Yes, have a catch. You say you play, you say play catch, right? No, you have a catch. You, are you serious? No, I, I feel like I've said that now into my adult age, but you always play catch. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can understand, you know, someone says have a catch. I've heard it before. First heard it from a New York friend, but I don't know, man. It's play catch. That's just that's just weird to me. But anyways, enough enough uh, sports talk for, for one night. <laughs> you ready for, for our exit survey? Let, let's dive right in here. First and foremost, with the synopsis, uh, when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his own family's involvement. The cast and crew for this is directed by Matt Reeves, written by Matt Reeves, Peter Craig, and Bill Finger. Starring Not to be Rob- confused with Larry Thumb or Joe Toe. Yeah, right. Um, starring <laughs> Robert, Robert Pattinson as, uh, as Batman, Bruce Wayne, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant James Gordon, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Paul, is it Dano or Dano? I think it's Dano. Dang it, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Dano? Okay. D- Dano? I don't know. Whatever. Paul Dano. not going to listen to this. As the Riddler, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, Andy Serkis as Alfred, Peter Skarsgård as D.A. Gil Colson, and Barry Keoghan. Uh, this is a spoiler for those who have not seen this out there. This is a spoiler-filled podcast, of course, but Barry Keoghan as the Joker. Oh, yeah. We already said it in the trending now, right? I already I know. threw that right off the top. No, you're right. You're right. But, right I, off the, but I guess for people who are just joining, maybe they jumped ahead. I don't know. Fair, I don't exactly. know how you listen to this. I, 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 exactly. We don't know how they listen to it, so i got to put that little warning before that. But we're good now. Fair on you. Okay, so the box office and the critics' reception here, uh, it's hauled in $134 million on its domestic opening weekend, which is the second biggest debut of the pandemic era, though I hate that term. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, $260 million opening weekend. That is the highest there. Uh, it grossed uh, $248.5 million worldwide with a $57 million, uh, million dollar opening night domestic release. Hmm. So at the current moment, it has an 8.7 on IMDb with a rock-hard 85-91 split on Rotten Tomatoes hmm. with a 4.3 out of 5 on Google reviews, while 92% of Google users uh, liked movie okay um a little surprise on some of those ratings but let's get to our scores and tweet length reviews Wes, would you like to kick us off here no i would like you to kick us off okay i'm going to keep it short okay um this feels like a comic book arc from a storytelling standpoint but moves to the beat of a video game so I get, so I get, so I, it's like a cosmic gumbo. Yeah. You know, we, you know I, I heard that Robert Pattinson and, um, and Sle- and it was it, Zoe Kravitz said that on the set of this, you know, according to Casey, but right, anyways, right. uh, I, get, I gave this a 96 out of a hundred. 
I love it here. And we're right in the same realm. This might even say, given the score and our, our bell curve as a crow flies on this program, mm. I might even like this movie a little bit more then, right? It's usually about four or five points here, but give it a 94 out of 100. Uh, exceeding expectations despite feeling every minute of a three-hour runtime, Matt Reeves captures so much of Batman's early dichotomy. How do you like that word, Nick? Wow. Uh, and Gotham City's corrupt mythos that comic book fans desired even if it didn't uh, stick the landing entirely. Uh, I am curious about about the landing issue that you had. Um, I don't know if – I know you have a couple nitpicks that you want to get to before we roll through our exit survey. No, we'll get to the survey, and we'll just kind of call it. Those are just more like reminders. Just I may mean, uh, not bring them all up there, but those are just – I just needed to get some thoughts out, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. Awesome. So then we're – so we want to kick it off from the top when it comes to uh, this. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, and there's no need to uh, bury the lead here. 100% of the respondents like this movie. Pretty, uh, pretty open and shut, easy – uh, easy access to to start off the survey here. And before we go any further, for those who are listening to the show and wondering where we're getting these numbers from, uh, Wes puts together an exit survey anytime we're talking about a major movie or a major show, generally going to be MCU, DCEU kind of stuff. Um, and we end up tweeting it out from at Change My Mind Pod. So make sure you go and respond, weigh in on that. You usually put it up, you definitely put it up at least um, by Monday before we do the show, but you've been putting it up usually by Friday, I think, pretty much. I right? tried. I try to give the week, the people the weekend there, so I want to get it out there as soon as uh, I see the movie. So I saw mm -hmm. Friday uh, Friday afternoon before school got out. I had to beat all those school kids. You know? Look at you. Oh, you know what? We didn't even talk about theater experience, and I do want to set that aside real quick before sure. we go further on these questions. Well, we, know, we haven't really dove in. We knew everyone liked this movie, so we haven't really yes. started yet. True. But for those who didn't... Didn't get like oh I didn't get a chance to weigh in. You had time. Make sure you follow us at Change My Mind Pod. Yes. West Wes will retweet it. I will retweet it. So if you're following us there too, you'll be Maybe able to find these. Worldwide will tweet it. I don't know. I think they retweeted it, but anyways, Sometimes, Sometimes um, but, but they do. if you follow our Twitter account, you're going to be all set. Um, so theater experience. Did you have an enjoyable theater experience? I did. I was nice. I was. Geez, I'm not sure if I can say this out loud. I was in the handicap section there, but not in the handicap. You know, there was in the two seats there. There's no handicap people in the seats. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Geez, I feel oh, like I just kind of I told myself there, but <laughs> nevertheless, it was nice. But it, I don't know if that was a, a more narrow row because of the handicap seats, or if it was just the theater was a little bit more short. It was in Dartmouth. It was Dartmouth AMC Theater. But so, like, the person in front of me was fully extended in their reclining seat, mm. and I was as well. And I got long legs; my feet hang off there. Like, right. my feet were hitting the back of his head. You hmm. know, not not his head, but you know, the the back of his chair. Right. So I was like, I felt a little, you know, three hour movie. You shift around a little bit. You know, you, you yeah. get kind of antsy and stuff. So like, yeah, that's not other than that. Though, it was great. So do you when you do Didn't that? Didn't have to take a piss. That's awesome. Do you had you don't run into that a lot, right? It's just good that has sometimes that I drink a lot of water, you know. So, I, but I was conscious of I this, don't. so I tried to I tried to kind of stay stay dehydrated. If there's one thing when it comes to like being a healthy individual that I am terrible at, it's drinking enough water, and I drink way too much coffee too. So it's just always dehydrated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but when you well, you got that nice cut look though. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but when you look at that when you, when you have that like when you're in these kind of recliner seats, are the people's heads usually at the bottom of the screen for you? Because I, 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 it happened to me at the theater, and I feel like it doesn't happen to me a lot. Kind of right, because if you, if you are fully reclined, then your sight line's going to be a little further down, and then if mm. someone's kind of you're not as reclined as you are, right? I mm. can see that kind of screwing up. A bit. Yeah, so it was kind of that was weird, but the, honestly, that bothered me more than it might normally, um, because just what happened at the very start of the movie was ridiculous. So 
we show we showed up like you know maybe with one or two trailers left you know comfortable amount of time we're not really running into any issues um but then there's some but when we get to our seats there's somebody sitting in one of lauren's in my seat so okay uh, so that yeah. was so that was an annoyance happens though you know all the time we talked um, about i told you that you know, with the kids and the and the single dad right with me that for i think it was eternals or right. spider-man and look that that stuff happens you know whatever but then uh a whole group of people honestly west like 20 people it was probably two separate families or something i don't know it was maybe not 20 but it was like 14 it was wild all show up at once they're loud um and it's like right next to the start of the movie and i'm like what the, what is what is going on like how do you show up like right now it's now, we went on sunday like sunday night like okay so you, you were you're back you're back here yeah so sunday mm-hmm. night like this shouldn't be a problem and then um and then what was it? and then as we as people start to file into their seats some of the people are sitting in our own we're in the back row and guess what the, those those people that were in our seats we're supposed to be in the row in front of us. So then they had to get kicked out of their seats again. So they screwed oh, it up. And oh. then on top of that, there's the people that showed up late there. They have like little kids, like probably like, you know, eight, eight year old age. And like, look, if I'm going to see Spider-Man, I don't know if that was PG. I forget, but like, I get if you have little kids, but this is I, Batman. The Batman's a PG 13 movie. So that's odd on one hand. Um, on another, then hey man, they can are. turn on the news and see, uh, see us at war. You know, it's, it's hard out there. Fair enough. But at the same time, then there's a baby. Someone brought a baby. Like there's a stroller okay. in the theater and the kids the like, line. yeah. So like it's, it was just a lot of, it was a lot going on. Eventually I was just able to get in the zone where just like, I wasn't hearing it as much, but it was definitely going on. Um, but re- it was, it was definitely a pain in the ass way too much chit chat and all that. I don't know why this keeps happening. It's the second time I think in a row, this has happened to me. Were you at Dartmouth again? No, I was in fall river. Oh yeah. Last time was that, too, yeah. But last time it was at Dartmouth, um, and it was on the second time I was seeing the um, uh, No Way Home with my dad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Like that time, I, I said something. I almost said something this time too. But if, if I was with my father this time, I would have said something. I was with Lauren. Cooler heads prevailed. That's so, good. She but, yeah. She you know the she keeps you level headed. Apparently keeps um, you grounded. That's good. Yes. But that's why I have this podcast so that I can go and complain about how the world's being unfair to me on the show. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I love it. So you want to you want let's dive back in here though because again the, what what would you eat I just had popcorn and uh in gummy bears uh I didn't have anything I think because we just came from the from you know our trip we had eaten so out so much and you know just felt a little bit like yeah. you know I was like we can't have um can't have it anymore uh, but as we're seeing from uh, Leo Viscomi in the chat is, you know, this big, this long note, which we do appreciate the feedback Thursday night, no issues. Of course you have the diehards there Saturdays, yeah. people are on their phones whispering. That's bullshit. Like, I don't, I don't know how that happens. Like I get, I get like, they're the more casual fans, but this is the opening weekend. And like, I don't no, know. Man. The, the the cell phone thing really bothers me too. I'm, I'm with Leo on this. It's when you get the, uh, I, I, I notice it like, when someone far and away in front of me, you know, has like takes out their phone, like it draws my eyes. I'm like a, fl- a fly to the light, you know, mm. I just want to go right into it. Um, but yeah, so that, that really bothers me. And again, kind of takes me out of the moment. And these so. people that I was complaining about yeah. had their lights on, like trying to find their seats and stuff. And they were on for a while. And it's just like, don't show up late. And uh, you know, it's funny when I say, you talk about how, like, I usually am going to, I'm the one to let things go, but I'm starting to get more and more annoyed with like the, I don't know. You, get, I, I you turn more into Larry David. He's the, right. As you get older, the lack of etiquette in the movie theaters. It's just like mm-hmm. you know, I'm not looking for it to be a freaking golf course, but like, fuck off, man. 
Like seriously, if you don't care, then just get out of my movie. I don't know. Don't come opening weekend or whatever. Straighten up. Pull those pants up, son. Just, just get off your phones. Seriously, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. But my my uh, theater experience again. I, I I thought I was gonna have the spot to myself, the road to myself, because it's like the handicap aisle. It's like two seats. Mm. That that spaces for the wheelchairs and another two seats on the on the aisle. Mm-hmm. And so I I thought I was gonna have the two seats to myself. One guy ends up sitting next to me. We've got a couple of, you know, single, single. So I, I was like shoveling popcorn in my mouth at the moment that he sat down next to me. And I'm like <laughs> crunching as big as I can, just like handful after handful. And then now I'm getting self-conscious because like I don't want to be loud. It's like gets quiet throughout certain points of the movie. And I just sure. want to be like ruffling into the bag of popcorn. And so that kind of ruined it for me because I thought I was going to be gold with having no one around me. That's fair. That, but that, opening opening night, I should expect that. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, but I will say, like, if you're getting food, if you have food there, especially if it's food you bought at the theater, like, you're trying to not be loud, but it's going to happen. Like, I'm a loud know. eater, too. I'm yeah. Loud they, eater. Again, it's just like, it's there are certain things that I, and maybe it's just my, like, code or whatever, like that. Like, certain things I understand. And then there's just some stuff that's just total bullshit. And I have no problem. If someone's sitting next to me and they're a loud chewer, you know, like, oh, well, like that's, that's, them's the breaks. That's going to happen sometimes. But if you're, you're on your phone and stuff and and talking through the whole movie, I, I got no time for that. Breaking news. Baseball player embraces unwritten rules. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with this. God. That's what it is, though. Golf has unwritten rules too, and you know everyone that. does. No, I agree. I no, I'm a fan of the unwritten rules. I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, all right, all right. All right. So, but on, on a yeah, yeah, we got to get that off the chest. A little festivus for the rest of us here in Thank the moment. You. Needed it. Uh, on a scale from one to ten, with ten being the best, of course. Uh, how do you rank Robert Pattinson's Batman? I went Batman. with. I went with the uh, majority of the voters here. At sixty percent, we had uh, people rate him at a nine out of ten. With yeah, 10 I was with you on that one as well. Yes. Okay. We had ten uh, percent said that he was gave him a six. Ten percent gave him an eight, uh, and two percent gave him a ten. And the only and I honestly was thought about giving him a ten for a second, but I'm like, no, no, that's just that's going too far. More room to grow. I think yes. for for the year two Batman again, it's tough to kind of compare the other Batmans to this because this feels. Very specific. Although I guess you know, yeah, Batman Begins, and then you know, The Dark Knight was a second iteration of a younger Batman in an earlier time, I guess, right? Mm. Uh, but I would say this is like very grounded and very defined, and like, okay, this is like a week's worth of time. You know that he's only been doing this a short period of time. It doesn't mm-hmm. even really go by the Batman, really, right? He just goes by vengeance. Yeah, yeah they call him vengeance. It's the only person that's calling him Batman is really the Riddler. And uh, yeah, yeah, and you don't see, and we'll get into this in the next question. You don't see Bruce Wayne. This is a very Batman-dominated movie, as the title would suggest, uh, very mm-hmm. bluntly. But again, I think you're getting uh, bat more Batman for your buck than any other Batman movie. Yeah, and I and look, I felt that he was. I feel he's definitely one of the better Batman we've seen so far. But when you look at like. I know people like to pick on Bale, but I did like Bale's Batman. Obviously, Keaton. I, is I love him. The um, voice, yeah, the voice gets you, but yeah. And and then you know, with with what's his face uh, with Affleck, like I love the look of the character. I love his, how he ca- carries himself as Bruce Wayne, but like how he was as the Batman is, you know, the first Justice League didn't really help him out too much. The, the Snyder cut definitely helped him a little bit there, but um, but yeah, like I couldn't go and say like he's definitely a ten and that much better. Like I feel rock hard about like 
my nine grading that I have with him very comfortable. Yeah, because he, he's brooding. The suit is great. It feels very, again, tactical and grounded, which would fit into the setting of it. You know, he, he is very grounded. You don't really see a whole lot of gadgets there, but the the, the cape and cowl, I love, you know, the the uh, mask, although I wasn't, like, crazy about it at first. It really grew on me with that huh. kind of sharp edge all the way to the edge. It seemed really more defined for some reason. Now, I it's like, it. I, I'm kind of looking at it, you know, the profile in the, in behind you there on the green screen. Yeah, it just grew on me more and more, and even down to the fact, like on the nose stitching, you could see that it was like leather, so it looked mm. again like homemade. It wasn't like, you know, the the Iron Man bat suit. Yeah. It wasn't Lucius Fox. Yeah, the Iron Man bat suit. Yeah, actually, great call. Um, but I, I that's something that actually we didn't put on here, like who uh, the like where you rank his bat suit or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's something we'll talk about. You know, we do our next episode next week because we're going to do something else Batman related um, as we kind of figured out beforehand. But yeah, I, I, I really liked it a lot. I didn't know how I felt about the ears like early on, but then it grew on me. Um, I mean, like early on when we first saw the suit, not just this movie. Yeah. But then when we see him in this movie, I, I absolutely, and, and then the same thing with like the the symbol too. I was like, that's an odd choice, but everything, all of it, like grew on me. You know, and in this movie, I absolutely loved it. He's got he's got a little set of man boobs there. If I'm looking too, you know, he's, he doesn't skip the bench press there. No, he does not. But I don't know if you call. I think you call those pecs when you do. Yeah, uh, but they're, those are really defined and rounded on the suit there. Yes, sure. Yes, oh yeah, the, the suits always help. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, he's goose goosed up a little bit there. But. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, of course, of course, there, folks, uh, ten being the best. Uh, how do you rank Robert Pattinson's uh, Bruce Wayne? And, and the majority uh, of the folks there, again, thirty uh, percent of the votes, very split, gave it a mm. six out of ten, right in the middle. We had votes ranging from one all the way up to nine, so kind of running mm. the whole gamut there. So, um, again, I think this could uh, run into the amount of time that we see Bruce Wayne. Mm. Uh, and how little he actually like says as Bruce Wayne. He's often looking and brooding and uh, aloof, which is uh, kind of what you would expect, right? He's like, I think may maybe you might be able to speak to this a little bit better about the comics, but when you talk about Batman early on, he's like fully Batman, right? He's mm -hmm. not really like, – Bruce Wayne is the mask, as, as so yeah. many people like to say, yeah. right? Yeah, and I would say it still is the mask. Um, and obviously they talked about it in the movie. That was I thought that was awesome. But, yeah, I, I think – so I, I do wonder if he didn't have the whole haircut thing going about, like the emo-ish haircut. See, that didn't kind really of bother me all that much. And it didn't bother me that much either. But I do wonder how people would have responded to that had he been like, had he had responded to this his his Bruce Wayne if he didn't have that type of a haircut? Like, would you have kind of been more willing to let it go? Would you have appreciated it more? I gave him an eight out of ten. He's disheveled. He doesn't really care about his appearance, right? I think that's yeah. kind of like the idea over there, right? And I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think where this character is at in his life and very like frustrated and 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 I mean leaning more towards vengeance versus hope throughout the course of all this. And he's just like very off-putting as Batman too throughout all of it. I mean, like how many times we just look at him and he's just like silent. And just doesn't and just stares at someone like they have like yeah kind of awkward <laughs> yeah socially like, awkward kind of like you're a fucking moron <laughs> kind of like that but yeah, kind of like it. if he wasn't wearing a bat suit you'd be like I don't know, like what's what's this guy's yeah. deal <laughs> he had all summer to figure it out too but, yeah um but yeah I I gave him I gave him an eight out of ten because I do like Bruce being a little bit more of an a hole um I do think that's where he should be I know like you look at some like interpretations like Keaton where he's kind of like. Oh, more the the 
billionaire kind of guy, and then he has philanthropist. A, we see we've seen so much of that Bruce. Wayne, and then right? you have more of a playboy kind of early on, when right, or right, like he, right. yeah, he has this playboy image with uh, with Bale. Um, I I like this. I like where we're leaning in more to like the the frustrated, conflicted, um, kind of a dink. I, I that's kind of my I, I like that Bruce Wayne a lot. Yeah, yeah, kind of a shut in. I don't want to use the term incel, but like he's kind of like not really interested in anything else. He's kind of got that one track mind there, right? Yeah. Uh, but but and again too, I would say another point to like said how he's vengeance and how he's kind of like a jerk, right? I mean, the the scene that sticks out to me is when Alfred just you know survives getting blown up by the bomb, right? And uh, uh, what's his name, Robert Pattinson is is there. Bruce Wayne's there at the hospital when he wakes up, and the first thing he says is like. You lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such like a little kid thing to do, right? Yeah. Like, I've definitely done that like in mm-hmm. a tantrum setting where like couldn't wait for a parents parents to get home. Like, you lied to me. Yeah. And, and it felt it, great. But but like also it makes sense for this character because like as much as we all love Batman, you gotta be a little weird to to be in a like to be doing what you're doing. Maybe over time you can mature and stuff, but when it's this early on in Batman's life, like or career as Batman, I should say it makes sense for him to be kind of still like an odd duck. So I, I, I like it. What did you give him uh, for his Bruce Wayne? Uh, I think I was in the majority there with the six. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think I was in there as well. Cause again, I think timing has to do a whole lot of w- with it as well. Like, he didn't really, like I'm not even sure if it really qualifies, you know, I'm sure the second movie might see him mm. again, adopt that mask and using uh, the Wayne foundation and his name and his fortune for, uh, good and kind of purpose for, you know, uh, um, furthering what he wants to accomplish as, as Batman. Did you, okay. So do you want more bat, more Bruce Wayne in the next one? Cause I don't, I don't, I, I was fine with how much. I think I don't a little need... more balance. I don't, I don't know if I really have a whole lot of wants or desires out of, uh, out of DC movies, which I think is a good spot to be in. It's just kind of taking them for what they are. You know? That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, Especially coming out as like, you know, I think, if any of my wants and desires for a sequel stem from uh, uh, tertiary characters, villains, and and potentially uh, some backstory stuff, which I found yeah. interesting. Well, speaking of the tertiary characters and everybody else on the side, we can now pivot into uh, how how people responded to Zoe Kravitz's uh, performance as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, and you asked them to describe her performance in a word. Yes, and we got a whole lot of me. Meows or meowth watering there. So a lot of good cat puns. Uh, fierce, which you would get. Salacious, I like. that. That's a nice one there. Definitely breaking out the the thesaurus. Thesaurus? Thesaurus. Was that deliberate? Thesaurus. Okay. Now I'm starting to think it wasn't. Um, I'm surprised we got um, some people who were kind of meh on her. Um, I thought she portrayed the character very well. Yeah, no, I thought she was great. And again, kind of electric, kind of magnetic on the screen. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, de- definitely, I think everyone kind of gravitated towards her. And it's like, oh, man, this this girl's got a, a tight jawline. You know? Yeah. Uh, but again, I thought she she kind of played that, like, sexy uh, femme fatale type of role really well. Yeah. You know, it felt like the character, and this is like one of my nitpicks, like, uh, small, tiny things. It felt like the Catwoman character where we just got it so recently and the dark Knight rises felt like some of her motivations were kind of similar. I know it's like, that's kind of the character of Catwoman. There's established, you know, storylines and comic books and lore around it, but it just felt like kind of a little more of the same thing with like wanting to take down the corrupt bad guys and forget them. And I don't know, again, felt 
a little bit of a nitpick, but maybe it's just too close of getting those characters together. Well, yeah, maybe it's, I think close proximity is, is that I think that's fair from in that sense. But to me, like there was so much more to her. Like I felt like she was a strong individual on her own. They definitely like played, she was much more of a key character. You know, yeah. like, I'm not sure if Anne Hathaway would get like, the co-starring credit that we would give, no. uh, you know, Zoe Kravitz here, like right at the yeah. top, right? It would be like Dark Knight Rises starring Christian Bale and Tom Hardy, right? And, I, like, and I think Zoe Kravitz's uh, performance as a character was was better than Anne Hathaway's, but I also think that Zoe Kravitz had more of an opportunity with the character than Anne Hathaway did. And I think that's just a byproduct of what superhero movies have turned into. It's more ensemble stuff in yeah. general. You're dealing, you're going to be dealing with at least like three big time characters in every single movie. Uh, sometimes one's going to be a villain, so, you know, or sometimes two are going to be a villain. Um, in this case, I thought, I thought they handled her well. I thought they were true to the comics, but in their own way, like Zoe Kravitz was able to put her own spin on it too. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very, I feel great about her, you know, taking on this role moving forward. Um, you know, what I think about too, is like a, I don't know if I'm ready for a Catwoman, um, you know, solo movie. I don't think that's something that's been kind of discussed at all, but if they wanted to do a show, that that's something I'd kind of be more interested in. But. That would be cool too. I I think just my rush to like a strap like build out worlds. Like we got to pump the brakes on all of for that. sure. You, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like not everyone needs their own spinoff show because you have a streaming service to you know go with your sure. your uh, movie production studio. You know, like have her come back in other movies and other forms yeah. pop in and out or like a guest appear on a show of Gotham PD. Yeah, I, I don't think everyone needs their own show. We definitely need more Catwoman. I just don't like, and I'm not, yeah. I haven't really thought about it until right now as we're talking about it. She's just, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, in what way. Uh, she also left side. too. You know, so I guess, I guess she comes back and forth, but you know, kind of pop in, yeah. just kind of leave it as it is. Like, huh? you know, I, again, like my, my point with getting like the Catwoman, so so quickly after the dark Knight rises is like we talk all the time and, and bat batman fanatics talk all the time about having the best rogues gallery and building out new characters and every movie is a new opportunity to do that but yet we still are using the joker we're still using the Catwoman. you know it's like all right we've got we've got enough of that well i i think Catwoman is just like dick grayson you know like in, in the rest of the bat family you know she is part of it like you need to have her involved in the mix joker on the other hand like oh yeah i get i get, get it, it. But like you know we, we got her now let's get someone else yeah and they and, and now that she's gone like if you want to bring her back you can because some of those storylines that we're going to talk about that we may want to see you you want to have her in the mix but then there are others where like you know if especially if she has scheduling conflicts now you're kind of covered on, on that lens but yeah um you brought up you know different villains and and the riddler isn't someone we've seen since what jim carrey played him right right yeah so we asked people in a word uh to describe paul dano's uh, performance as the riddler yeah, and again, uh, some pretty good kind of running the gamut there. You got haunting, you got jarring, unnerving. One here is an overrated, uh, underused, chilling. So you know, a bunch kind of uh, kind of kind of running like a whole game. But I think it all kind of has a central theme there. Um, and again, like you know, what's great about this is you get the dark kind of a, a grounded, more tactical Riddler, which fits in with this grounded, dark noir story. And he kind of is like this is this sadistic serial killer. It felt a little too on the nose for me with uh, uh, the Zodiac and stuff. Yeah, you know, it felt like it was like there's a, to me there's a line between like being inspired and using that as like an allusion to, and then like borrowing a lot of what another story already is to adopt into a character. That's another movie. 
the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. that was a real person. And oh, okay, okay. I haven't. I. I don't. I'm not as. I. I think you've you've mentioned that on the show a few times, and that's shame on me for not 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 knowing that uh that reference. But um, maybe that's why it didn't bother me as much, just because I don't know as much about the Zodiac yeah. Killer. Yeah, um, the whole the whole cipher and everything, and using the media to like extend his message. You know, like that was like in the 70s. Like that that really happened. Like dominated the country. Well, when you look at this character too, I mean, like even we saw it with the Joker, right? Where he's using the news, like he's got all, like he, he like of that yeah. time, he was using the technology he had to kind of get his thing out there. And now the Riddler has so much more at his fingertips because this is set in present day. But so again, maybe, even now, he's using the news, like he was true. using the news to get his message out there. Again, social like, media. With the Dark Knight, it felt like it was tough, like. Mm-hmm. With, well, that it was social media, and then the news was picking it up because that's what the news is today. It's not just aggregating off everything off social media, pretty much. But as the viewer, we're getting that message told to us through the news. Like right. That, that's a trope of overall in movies that I, I get a little bit tired of. That's just not not ah. comic book related, but gotcha. You know, that I, it was once a cool, effective way to tell the viewer without showing mm-hmm. or kind of partially show and tell at the same time. Mm-hmm. But again, it just kind of feels uh, like like a little bit more of a tired trope. I'm really surprised that we have people Nip, think nitpicks. You know, no, no, I understand. Um, th- but when you when we say we have listeners saying that it was overrated, and I look at some the, the grade range that we have on these movies, I'm stunned that people thought he was overrated, such an integral part of the show and or the movie, excuse me. And we don't have anything below a B grading from anybody um, that, that yeah. responded. So it's uh, it's a, it's a little strange, but. Um, I hear I, the underused comment. I think that makes a little bit more sense because especially with how they build up. And, and again, it's like, you know, this is a Batman movie. It's so much about Batman. I, I get the direction. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, again, if if I am nitpicking, so like I would have liked a little bit more time with the Riddler. And and again, my, my nitpick in the third act is you don't see him building up the Internet following. It just happens on a live stream. Right. And then you just find out he's like, oh, he's got 500 followers on a, some dummy account. And then, and then he blows up, you know, then he uses them to, uh, you know, go in the, the, was it Gotham uh, Square Park or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So a couple, so a couple things off all that. So underused, I did think about that in the course of the movie where it was like, it's, it's wild how in so much in the past we've seen, like, even with the MCU, we're starting to see more and more with villains, um, them kind of trying to flesh those characters out and, and make it, you know, the, give the audience a chance to invest in them. I was invested in the Riddler just because he, I thought he was so calculated and so well done. And in the times he was on screen were done well. Awesome. Um, Absolutely. But I did think he, I was surprised at how underused he was. However, that's part of why Pattinson's Batman was so good because like, right. It was yeah, so yeah, much yeah. him. It was so awesome. But when you talk about like the, the growth of the followers and everything, like with how radical this guy was and all the things that he was doing, like, yeah, I mean, he's going to develop a following. Like, that doesn't surprise me. Oh yeah. I know. Like, it doesn't, it, you just don't see it at all in there. And then all of a sudden he's like, all right, well, I got this. Like you, you have, don't really have any uh, notion that he, like you just kind of assume that he's a loner, right? That's kind of like the vibe that you would get with a serial killer. Right. And then all of a sudden he's like, I got this whole like group that's helping me like build these bombs. Like he, he seems like someone who, as an orphan who was a loner overlooked, you know, I maybe show us how we found this community and how we mm. found uh, this this type of uh, inspiration through this community and through Batman ultimately, right? I think I think that's a f- that that's a fair point. 
But what again, yeah. nit, nitpicks. No, when no, but it this pops is, up like that, that's an interesting point. But just like go a little bit further with me for sure. Know? But so the reason I want to I want to keep digging into it a little more is because I, this was something I actually noticed when I was watching the movie. Where yeah, to me it felt like I, I saw these the, like I didn't think these were like henchmen, like the the, the people who end up going and carrying out his bidding. They were part of his plan. And where you say like it's a community, yeah, for them it was a community. But did he look at them more as puppets? Because that's how I felt. Like you're saying, he is a loner. These aren't people he who he went and hired or who he went and like picked up off the street like Joker might have or like kind of abducted them right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used all his stuff and then they're like, yeah, let's go rah, rah, rah. And that's part of his plan to go carry that shit out. And that's kind of – that's why I, I liked what he did. I can see that. That's a good point. Kind of like how he got Batman to carry out – all, like a, part of his murders and stuff. Right. Part of well, he actually, plan, he did. Right? You're right. You're right. He did. He, 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 it's funny. Like, yeah. Like, Bringing him into the light and kind of like helping yeah. him kind of get to that point. Cause that was like the whole conversation at the end is that like the Riddler was inspired by, yeah. by the Batman, right? Much like these. Yeah. So that's why they all say like I'm vengeance and stuff. So all yeah. that stuff is like, is interesting. I love it. And I think the idea of the Riddler and kind of that voice and, and the costume of kind of being like a, a bondage hashtag bondage boy a little yeah. bit right yeah you know, like I, again very like very creepy chilling stuff the, uh, so much so i just would would have liked a, a little bit more with that i, I think that's fair and i i, I, I sign of a good movie leave me wanting more right and not like don't do this that's a fair i think that's a fair ask i mean it was i was surprised by it so i think that, that you're yeah. definitely onto something one last thing before we move on to the next side character um i did want to ask you about uh the that into the light thing were you was that too on the nose for you or did you love it no see that i kind of liked because you know again like i did too everything is kind of moving fast you mm-hmm. know like so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still kind of playing catch up and i'm like wait so like does he does he know that he's Bruce Wayne? Is he saying just Bruce Wayne? Oh, out there, that was... you know? And like, how how far is into this? He's like, or you're not really, you know, like you're not really as smart as I thought you are. Or like, mm. you know, when he's saying that type of stuff, it's like, all right, what what's Batman's role in all of this? You know? Yeah, it was. He was. So he I was, was still kind of like trying to piece it all together. So I I, I found that helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in that my was... usual state. Oh, uh, fair. Good point too. I've, I honestly, I don't know why I forget about that every time. But anyways, uh, the last character we wanted to have described in a word from our uh, participants in the survey described Colin Farrell's performance as the penguin in a word. Yeah. And, and this one's right on the, uh, unrecognizable is probably the best one there, but yeah, you know, we unexpected, right. Fantastic. I think he comes away as one of the real stars uh, who made the most of his time on screen perfect annoying in a good way that's not one word but i appreciate context some people say content is king i think context is king so that's great uh comedic relief and a little hyphenated action there love the creativity behind that again very funny and very key in uh the detective aspect of this role between jim gordon and batman with the uh spanish translation Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I tend to lean with the annoying input, um, but in a good way. I think that that's a perfect way to put it. But um, unrecognizable was actually not what I thought of going in. Um, obviously, when we had seen the stuff, you know, leading up to it, the trailers. Yes, we had noted how he's unrecognizable. But I just kind of forgotten, and I think it just speaks to how well. Um, the, the, the costume design was done, the makeup was done, um, and then his performance in general. So, yeah, that, that's I think unrecognizable is the best way to describe uh, uh, Farrell's performance as the Penguin. 
Yeah, and it was great. And and I love the kind of twist and turns because he has like the snake, the 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 stool pigeon, the rat all over him, right? You kind of think yeah. of him as this like greasy, kind of uh untrustworthy type of character. And then you have Falcone who plays it super smooth and super quiet and kind of chilling in his own right there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh who ends up be- being the uh the stool pigeon of his own there, the falcon with wings. Yeah, nice 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 performance by Tudoro too. Like that's um like the, I wouldn't necessarily in the past have pegged him for a guy who can take on this. I feel like he gets a little bit more crazy. Um, like so, no. So I think I so I think you're just thinking of uh, Mr. Deeds and stuff like that. But he's in Rounders. He's in a whole bunch of stuff that's well, like really of, like like like, uh, like serious type of roles there. Fair. Like Rounders is is like where he plays like this grizzled, grinded out type of uh, 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 poker player like mm. that. This is like actually very similar to that role, at least in my opinion, where except he has a little bit more power, but he has that type of like charisma and swag to him. Okay. So he definitely has charisma. I mean, he definitely has all that. But I was also thinking of Transformers too, where like I think it was in the second one or the third. I don't know, but he's like, he kind of has gone off the deep end in those movies too. So that that's, I guess, what I oh, think yeah. of. Those Marshall. are all like 20 years ago. <laughs> I know. I don't know what you want me to tell you. That's what I think of first. But anyways, yeah. moving on. Uh, was this movie too long? Yeah, uh, most people think yes. I don't think people have a problem with that. 80% of the people said yes. Mm, yeah, Again, yeah. I, I don't know. Cut things out here and there. Surprisingly, yeah. uh, one thing I would have liked more of is, and I wouldn't have said this going in, but was the Thomas and Martha Wayne backstory. Well, I think Uh, with the shift and the change of what happened and the circumstances around their death and Thomas Wayne being a mayor uh, figure who might have been corrupt, probably was corrupt, ordered a hit on, you know, one of his uh, uh, political uh, uh, enemies, right? Mm. Edward Edward Elliott there, the uh, uh, journalist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, again, so all that goes on, like his dad's not that great of a guy that he's trying to live up to be. Mm -hmm. I would I establish that a little bit more like if, if gotham do flashbacks of that and, and gcpd you know yeah i think that as we as we move forward you know we don't really know exactly where reeves is going to go but if you know where they're making their own thing but they're definitely pulling stuff from the comics um i know we're going to talk a little bit more about what we want to see next with reeves batman um reeves and pattinson's batman but i think there's a lot of room to flesh out the Wayne's history and continue to go with that like misdirection route. Like what is it exactly? You know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that's a, that's fair, but I think we can get more of that down the line. Yeah, um, absolutely. Definitely uh, some interesting twists, but I, were you in the majority with this one? Yeah, uh, it was too long. I don't care though. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, I think that you only felt, hurts. You, you felt the three hours just because of, of how plotting of the movie is, how it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're focusing on the details. Everything's kind of slowly unraveling. It's like the style of the movie is meant to be that slow burn. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, I think that there's probably a little bit where you could have cut down, but it, the only thing it's going to hurt is the rewatchability, which is like, can you really factor that in all the time when you're talking about a movie? Like, I know that's something we do care about, but like movies meant to be consumed really one time. Right. And it's, and then, you know what streaming for- services should do moving forward is that you should have like the option to watch the full version and then like a supercut, which is just like I don't know, like socks and two, something like that. You know, mm-hmm. Bruins and two, where you just get all the highlights and none of the BS. Oh, then I, I, I could be I could be interested into looking at that because I definitely have done that. And I 
Yeah, I could, I could be, I could be bought it. Right, like, you just, like, like maybe I just want to jump to the last hour of Avengers Endgame. That's the you number know? one one you think of. I think of that. I think of Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent for sure. Um, in your opinion, did the score take this movie to another level? Yeah, vast majority, everyone, ninety percent of the the listeners said yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're we're in that uh, group as well. Uh, but again, like. You know, the, the music was great. It kind of had like a Darth Vader type of vibe, which kind of flowed with, you know, Batman's style of, of walking and their shooting of like the hallway scenes with the gunfire and stuff. It's like very mm-hmm. kind of similar type of uh, feeling that you got going on. It played up to his walk, his slow kind of stock and everything. It, it was awesome. Yeah. And I do want to kind of elaborate on, well, actually, you know, we're talking about story execution right now. So that's, when I mentioned earlier in my tweet length review about how this is um, this is like a comic book arc feeling with the storytelling, it's it, it with you know with a six issue right uh, comic book arc, you're gonna have you know, you're kind of staying on this main story throughout the course of it all, but you're gonna have things that kind of pull you in one direction and then another, and it's all these different players that are involved, but then you're still it's still all in the end kind of leads you on this path. It's just like, it's just like any other path though. It's never going to be from point A to point B straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like this movie where it was so slow, it played into that really well. And it like, it felt like, okay, we're getting this chapter and now we're kind of moving into another mini chapter and another mini chapter. And and that's where for me, it's like, okay, open like from start to finish, you're dealing with everything and like it's a cohesive story, but it's also like taking little sidesteps along the way where it's like, it feels like it's just it's just Gotham when I say world building, but it really felt like that was developed well throughout the course of this story too. Oh yeah, 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 and and, and I think they uh, they you know the story is executed pretty well. <laughs> Excuse me, I got a little lump in my throat. Uh, we got nine or forty percent of the people gave that a nine, nine mm-hmm. out of ten there. So yeah, I think everyone was was in the seven to ten range. So no one really, you know, everyone thought it was a well executed high oh, average. Yeah, yeah. Again, if you have an issue with the movie being too long, maybe that may be will fall into your, you know dock points off for your story execution. Uh, That's but, you know, fair, not, I guess. But it's he's not really still... that good of a detective, though. No, but yeah. he's still early. He's well. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He he has some definitely has some lapses, but he definitely figures out quite a few things. I mean, with the riddles, he was pretty good throughout all of it. Well, did Alfred figure out the riddles, or did Batman figure out the riddles? Batman figured out a lot of the riddles. He was figuring them out all in the crime scene. Oh, but oh, I'm saying the cipher. I mean the cipher. Oh no, that that uh, part. But, but the riddles, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, did, did he? They couldn't figure out the Spanish. No. That, was, that, that one threw him off for a loop. Rosetta Stone. I think. Yeah, that was that was kind honestly, of tough. I'd there. I'd die if they had something like plus that. Plus, the Riddler kind of cashes everything in. Like he kind of succeeds. Yeah, he does. I mean, but I mean that's, he gets everything he wants. That's not necessarily and he kind the worst of, and story. Batman kind of plays into everything that the Riddler wants. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily like the worst thing to, to like have happen. I mean, like it's still early in Batman's career. Well, if you're a detective, that's kind of tough. That's a fair point. <laughs> but where like he's always like with Batman, like sometimes he, he saves the day. But sometimes, like, he's just a guy. Like, he's just one dude dealing with a lot of inept people trying to help him. Like, when you talk about, like, these police officers that he's dealing with, right? Like, he's in this whole, this huge police station, and he just gets away from all of them. Like, it's pretty much like it's nothing. Um, so, like, it's just, he's he's kind of on his own. So, it makes sense that, yeah, he figures some stuff out, but he also kind of slips up a little bit here and there. 
And the yeah. Riddler's brilliant too. I mean, he's I mean, he's I mean, always he's a forensic man. scientist, you know. So yeah. he's got he's got all the dirt here. He's um, an enigma. I, I don't think we need to uh, touch on this all that much on a scale of one to ten. How would you rate the cinematography? All nines and tens. Not much of a debate there. Shot beautifully. Yep. The the uh, whole dark kind of red uh, landscape with the rainy neo noir kind of Gotham crime scene. I love. I loved everything about it. Best cinematography we've seen from a Batman movie to this point. No question. Yes, and it's also you know the newest one, so that makes sense. But it's definitely no question. Uh, I agree. We talk, touched on this as well, where you're okay with the change uh, from the typical Wayne backstory. Uh, 90% of uh, responses said, yes, I'm yep. okay with it. Uh, and again, would have liked a little bit more. I am okay with it. And also surprise, because, I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, and, and I am actually a little surprised. Well, it, it is interesting to go and kind of make that twist, but it's not fully unprecedented because it did happen in Jeff Johns. I think it was right. Batman Earth 1. Um, you know, normally she's, uh, Martha Wayne is Martha uh, Kane. That is her, um, maiden name, maiden name. but, mm -hmm. but, um, but like, I'm, I'm fine with having these, these little changes where it's like, okay, it was along this lines. Um, and you go and make Thomas Wayne a little bit, like you add question marks to his past. We're like, Alfred's still telling us like, Hey, like he's not a bad dude. He made a mistake. We all make mistakes. And unfortunately it was a very costly mistake for multiple people. Um, but at the same time, like I, I do I do like, like kind of taking that route when you're twisting Batman's backstory more and more. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, was this your favorite Batmobile to date? I said yes. Yeah, we got 80% of the people said no. Uh, and then we had another person uh, who said, was there unsure there? Another 10% of the vote there. So, uh, but again, not, you didn't get a whole lot of it. I think the Tumblr for a lot of people is still going to be it. It's so, so badass for a lot of reasons. A lot of yeah. bells and whistles on it, but... Mm -hmm. This this was tactical, you know. Again, for where Batman is now, like the motorcycle makes sense. Mm, I he's think not going to be riding. He's, he's covert. He's not really known. Like he's not going to be riding around in like a military grade tank. That's, yeah, that, that it, it, that's true. And I think for me, this was definitely recency bias because I think when you look at Bale's like all of his gadgets and stuff like that, and his like ships that he had, um, like he he had some kick ass stuff. So I I, I put yes here, but. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't like thinking about it more. It's like uh, the, you the know. scene was awesome. I'll tell you yeah. what though, and it, and it looks like when when he gets in, you know into the bat car and he's Batmobile and he's revving the engine, and it's almost like he stalls out at first, like right before mm. like they come at him. Like I don't know, like it looks like he's like right about to like drive after them, and it's like oh no, I, shit, I stalled out. Okay, let's go. Which would like also give precedent to like him being an early Batman where he doesn't have it all figured out yet. It's also mm -hmm. like. When he's jumping out of the police station for the first time, and he's got the uh, the flying squirrel suit on, like again, yeah. you see him kind of hesitate because he's like, "Oh shit, I'm about to jump out of a building here! Like this is nuts." You yeah, know? like which is like again, like re refreshing to see from a superhero because we see all the the times you know. Uh, Black Widow and, and uh, uh, what's Florence Pugh, you know, making fun of the superhero pose on the knee and like there's no damage and all that type of stuff, you know. Yelena, jeez, I was Yelena, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but so it, it was refreshing to see that and not in like a joking way, but actually be like, oh man, this, you know, yeah. this, this is actually doing this here. This that's true, and and going back to what you're saying about the intro of the the, the Batmobile, I think that's what kind of won me over because it was just like, oh shit. Like, like, and it's, you got that little like jump for a second and it, it yeah. scares the shit out of everybody. It was, 
I, I think that's what kind of won me over. Um, but definitely one of the best ones. Um, but I think I got a little bit of recency bias with this vote. That's the only thing I think I've really felt that with. Um, we go to what will age best mm-hmm. from the movie. Um, and I believe we gave a few options. We have the dark neo noir feel of Gotham City that got 10% of the vote. Um, then also 10% of the vote, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. Uh, coming in at second, though, being a strong movie with comic book characters, not just a strong comic book movie, 30% of the vote, and then 40% of the vote getting a Batman detective story. Um, I'm curious, where did you fall in this? Uh, I was being a strong movie with uh, with comic book characters. Again, I think you know you could mm. insert anyone in kind of you know no name character in this, and this is a cool crime movie, you know. So I, I think that's uh, what wins out and what WB has proven to do the best, um, you know, throughout their catalog of work is that when they do that type of thing, that tends to work well for them. Yeah, and 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 the rest of the vote was right in stuff, and I was one of those people who wrote it, and I mentioned it in my tweet length review. I wanted to make sure it was documented here, Wes, that it was me that said this originally, <laughs> not that anybody would think I stole it. So you see it right in front of you, um, and I already talked about how it's like how it go. It, so it move it. It's told in a way that it feels like a comic book um, arc, which does not happen in a lot of these movies. Like, it, it, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, they're cool stories and and everything, but they all feel more like. They're cinematic, like they're they have their sure. their, th- their three you know steps in the movie and everything. Uh, sometimes more so too, whatever. Um, but I I felt like this had like one cohesive story, but it had a lot of different steps along the way. And then I t- I mentioned before how this moves to the beat of a video game. I think that the music brings that into play, and I really think that Pattinson's like um saunter his walk whatever you mm-hmm. like however you want to describe it I, I right away i'm like oh my god this feels like it's straight out of the arkham games um so and, and then you you kind of look at his outfit too it does kind of fit that mold um so i i thought this was really well done in in that sense and i think for me i just think that whether you i i hope that people who played the video games because i played them a little bit not a crazy amount because otherwise i just get sucked in Mm-hmm. Um, but between, I hope people got that feeling like I did too. But um, but yeah, the, the, like this movie, I just think all around is going to age really well. I agree with it. Again, maybe the time might it might be the only thing that hurts. Uh, what what age? You know, mm-hmm. this movie aging like really yeah. well, like The Dark Knight has. But The Dark Knight's a little long as well. So, uh, in your opinion, what will age the worst from this movie? We had uh, far and away forty percent of the vote. Uh, being the runtime that we mentioned here, but some other nominations. Uh, Nick, we had. Uh, being told about the Riddler's uh, niche internet community uh, and the impending explosion along the Gotham seawall. That was actually like 30% of the vote because we had another vote in there, uh, late, uh, a write-in vote there. So just like the insertion of the Joker in the 11th hour getting a nod. Uh, we have the Batsuit, which was kind of surprising. I thought the Batsuit was was pretty cool. And, and even if, if you want to include the technology to that, I think uh, the... the uh, Contact lenses were a very nice touch. Yeah, those were really cool. I can't believe someone put the bat suit in here. I don't uh, know how. I get, we're going to get into the grades, and I, like whoever this person is, I'm assuming this is like the person who's like kind of hating on it more than anybody. Like I, I haven't listened to Mac or like his take on it because I know he's kind of an anti-Batman guy, but I'm really curious. Like if this no, is one, I, of the I think there were forty doggers, if I'm not mistaken. Here, and then the rounding out the uh, vote was a, a lack of a presence from Bruce Wayne, maybe just wanting a little bit more of a balance there. I don't. Yeah. I did. Where, where did you uh, Where did you land on this? Uh, I was the, the Riddler's niche internet community. Hmm. Okay. Again, because it's just like, you know, in the 11th hour, like the, the, the whole third act, like it could have ended with uh, the Riddler getting arrested in the 
uh, Nighthawk type photo or, or uh, uh, diner booth there, right? Mm, so you could have. Like, a couple cleanup things that goes on for another. That would have pissed that pissed me off though. Like I thought that was the end because I didn't know where we were timing wise. But then it was like that we saw this in theater, like in, in the trailers. There's no way yeah. you're going to do that. That would have been so bizarre. Um, but you know, maybe not end it right there, but you know, uh, end it uh, shortly thereafter, not the mm. extra. 15, 20 minutes, whatever, however much longer it ran off for. Um, who, who lost the movie? So I just, I saw one of the write-ins is uh, my bladder. Yes. I, it's got to be goo. Which should be the winner of, of that. I think this is probably the biggest winner here. But the with 40% of the vote, DA, Gil Colson, drophead, dirty DA there. Peter Skarsgård did a, does a good job playing kind of like a, a helpless, hopeless kind of guy. Mm-hmm. squirming you know untrustworthy he did a good job there i voted for his thomas, head got blown off thomas and martha wayne and just to run through all the other ones they're all these are all split at 10 percent of the vote um outside of the the write-ins dirty narcotics cop ken uh kenzie the riddler thomas and martha wayne um and then we also have bruce wayne thrown up there we have uh, my my bladder again thrown up there and christopher nolan um and kind of along those lines too i did put the i did think about writing in the snyder cut fans because like they all want to hate on this stuff and anything that's not Zack Snyder DC related. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, this kind of really kicked ass. So it's great. not much to say. I don't get why Christopher Nolan would, uh, would be a big loser in this too. He did some good things. Yeah. yeah Both things can win. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and, and that's the other thing too. Like the Snyder, Zack Snyder himself didn't lose, but the people who want to hate on these movies, they kind of lost because this was really well. Done. Yeah. 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 Um, who had the best performance by a side character? Yeah, and uh, 60% of the vote says the Penguin. I'm kind of in agreement with that, although I could be swayed for Carmine Falcone, mm. uh, who got 20% of the vote, as did uh, Detective Jim Gordon, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, we haven't spoken a lot about. But again, I think some other uh, reviews uh, and podcasts that I've listened to have really commented on the uh, lack of mutual respect between uh, Batman and, and Gordon, how they kind of go back and forth and really work together. It's not really like a one-sided relationship so much like we've seen in the past. It's really more of a, a partnership that they're attacking this with. Yeah, I I really liked um, Jim Gordon in this movie. I thought it was really well done. Um, why am I drawing a blank on uh, who the uh, Jeffrey Wright? Um, yeah. I thought Jeffrey Wright did a really good he's job. Great in everything, though. Yeah, yeah he, he is a rock solid actor. Um, what's the the first thing I think I remember seeing him in was the Hunger Games, but obviously he's, he's probably been around a long, a lot longer than that. But um, yeah. I actually, but I did vote for the Penguin here. I was really close. I just felt like when we're talking about side characters, Jim Gordon's in this. I mean, a ton. And you know, I'm usually one to say you have the two lead people and then that's it. Um, but you know, <laughs> I looked at Jim Gordon's like he's in this a lot. Like he, but Jim Gordon is a side character in the Batman story. True, for sure. 100 percent um definitely so like i i don't think you can go wrong here between those two personally um lack of any love for alfred pennyworth no love for andy circus's alfred you know um i you know i remember lauren talking to her about it she wasn't a huge fan of circus as uh as pennyworth like it was just okay i'm not a big alfred person like i'm not i don't dislike alfred i just like like doc's a big alfred guy too and don't wrong, i do care about alfred but i just like okay like he doesn't he's not like this really huge important character. I me. loved Lucius Fox who felt like he did more of the uh um uh Alfred type of role being like the guy in the chair type of thing. You mean in um 
in Dark Knight. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the, the, the character in general, mm-hmm. where you could still kind of have that father figure without Alfred being involved, but and and the guy in the chair, but not be Alfred. Yeah, I thought that I, was like a kind of a cool thing. I thought it was cool, and then yeah, and then instead, Alfred was kind of more. What was it? Michael Caine. Um, he's kind of more like right. rejecting everything that he was doing. Yeah, um, and the, a different type of father figure, but you know, where typically it's like the marriage of the two. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Caine didn't really have any of the tech or any of that stuff. No, you know? yeah, definitely not. And, and and it seems like more and more they're trying to lead into that with Alfred. As even in the comics too, he has his own miniseries um, where he, like they're leaning back into his um, days as a spy, which Joe I think kind of liked. Um, I was I was out on that pretty quickly. But anyways, uh, who won this movie, Wes? Uh, according to the people, Matt Reeves narrowly narrowly beating out Robert Pattinson. But I, I say the fans. Uh, you know, we all got a great movie here. I think it lived up to expectations or exceeded the, the high bar that was already set. Mm. Um, you know, I think I, I don't know what else you can ask. That when you get a home run Batman movie that's already had what th- 13, 14? You know, yeah, like that, that's great when 13 is in the consideration to be the best ever. Like you're doing a good job. When Zoe Kravitz got ten percent of the vote here, and I don't know how she's up, how she gets a vote in this in this instance. I know we listed her as an option, People love um, her. but but I really she's getting a lot her. of she's getting a lot of internet love. She was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like, how do you not? I just don't know how you don't go with either Robert Pattinson or the fans in this one. Personally, uh, I went with Robert Pattinson, um, but like the the fans told, and Reeves does make sense, but like I, I didn't think he'd be the number one, but. Going into this is like we all look, you know, over as we saw the trailers and stuff, we started to have more faith in Pattinson. Um, but like we were all like Robert Pattinson is gonna right. be the next yeah. Batman when that got first like what? So this is I think this is a huge win for him where he went and like showed like just how good he is. Like he, he's not just Edward Cullen anymore. If Zoe Kravitz was drinking milk from a saucer, like we have rumored uh, that she was rumored to be doing to prepare for this role, uh, then maybe she would have won this movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think. Okay. I think we're, we're looking she drinking at drinking milk from a saucer. Yes. That is, she that drank, is definitely something. Jumping from tree to tree all nimbly bimbly like. So then we move over to you talk about uh, is this the best Batman movie? I today? love when I quote movies and like you just don't know at all. You no just have clue. to move on and just like don't even react to it. Nope, I already had a thread to pull on, so I'm just gonna just pull say, on. Uh, I don't know if this is what I'm gonna say is right. I'm just gonna go on the straight and narrow. That's yep, 100. percent When I don't get when I don't get what you're going for, I just act like you know I have like okay, Wes, that's cool. But you know, I'm I'm the idiot usually. There's this funny uh, joke. I don't know where my dad heard it from you years ago but uh he's like it must have been from some stand-up comedian but he's like you know when your wife asked you does this dress make me look fat you know what what he's like i always turn into a superhero i've I've developed these superpowers he's like i turn into mannequin man so when my wife asked me if i if this dress makes me look fat i suddenly freeze up because any any sort of flinch or emotion or head you know any any sort of thing could be a tell one way or the other but if i just stand still i can't get in trouble that's what I, I I feel like you turn into mannequin man when I uh, when I throw out these lines. Rick, I don't know if, which way to go, left or right. So I'm just gonna go straight. <laughs> yes, that, I think it's actually pretty fair. Pretty fair. Um, I, I think I, I always have an out. I always I always like I'm paying attention yeah. for threads that I can pull on and move us in a different direction if I need to. Um, I love it. Let it sit where where, where you left it. But um, anyways, uh, back to what I was saying. You mentioned this possibly being the best Batman movie to date. Um, yes. And we asked the people, 
And they have said, Wes? Uh, no, no, it's not. Rousingly, 70%. Uh, I'm one of the uh, 10% there who was unsure. I need to see this movie again. I haven't got a chance to see it uh, once again. Yeah. Ahead of next week's episode, I think we will definitely know uh, definitively what was the best Batman movie. Yeah, I think right now there's no question that it's uh, top three, um, if not top two. For me, I'm putting it. I I I do have a little bit of recency bias. I am going to go back and rewatch The Dark Knight. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but I, right now, I put it at yes. But that could be recency bias. I need to watch The Dark Knight again um, because we're ta- again we're talking about like we do this all the time, and it's not just us in the DSG. Is this the best Batman movie today? Okay, are we talking about is this the best movie featuring Batman in it, right. or is this the best Batman? movie where it's like you know then being like yes right what if it's a movie that's featuring batman's bvs of course absolutely um but i like i think that, that kind of complicates things because when you talk about the dark knight uh it's like well yes it's a great movie and it features batman but joker is the big reason why it's so well done this movie is so great mainly because of Batman and because of what Robert Pattinson's portrayal. So, um, so I have it as a yes right now. And I think Keaton would be the other one, you know, just because of time and everything and sure. And whatever, but I, I would personally put this up. Bat, Batfleck, uh, you know? Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, did you feel, okay. Again, we talked about, you know, this is spoiler filled and everything. Um, but for those who hadn't seen it, or if you're just randomly joining the stream right now, yeah, we've talked about this movie this, the, for the last hour and 20 minutes <laughs> sure this is but we're streaming this live that's the only reason i mentioned this yes um it's did, the reset it's the it's the 9 32 a.m welcome back yes <laughs> did you feel barry is it kyogen 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 i don't i think the gh is silent he's scottish okay. so that you know they got a weird pronunciation of things oh did you feel barry Keo barry kyogen's joker was forced into this movie Interestingly enough, we are split, Nick. The people are divided 50-50. I feel like this is a slam dunk yes. Like, yeah. there was absolutely no reason for him to be in this. Yeah. And again, a- it's like we've already talked about the Catwoman and reusing it so so soon and, like, kind of the illusions of certain things being, like, brought up again. We just had a Joker movie. We just had, you know, so many illusions to the Dark Knight here uh, with Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker. Why put this in here? It makes no, it, it ruins it for me in a lot of ways. I, my did, biggest issue, non nitpick. It was to, to me like, okay, so I'm, I'm with you. Yes, this what it was forced into the movie. We did not need this. Um, at the same time, it did not bother me, I think, like it did most people. But there's no, there's no two ways about it. This, this was absolutely forced into the movie. And when I look at my grading, like so I gave this a 96, I would say I probably docked three points because it felt like at, there were a few times where it was a little too long. Um, and then I probably docked one point because of, uh, because they, they felt the need to include Joker in this. And it's like, again, it's fine for me. It's like, it didn't take that much away from the movie, but it's also like, why? Like, it's just, yeah. you don't, you don't need it. Like the, the laugh was fine and everything. I'm not saying his portrayal was wrong or, or, or um, not good, whatever wrong is a weird way to, to describe it. But um but yeah, it's just like you didn't need it. 
Yeah, and, and again, it just frustrates me because we we just got the reiteration of this these characters, right? And even yeah. with Jared Leto's Joker, which I'm blank, you know, blank, we also got that version, very forgettable in that. Oh yeah, but, you know, with with the name that's attached to the Joker with Barry Keoghan, like that's a kind of a big name actor, right? He's kind of getting like a little bit of rise, so yeah. it leads me to believe, like, you know, if this was it, then like, mm. yeah, they wouldn't have used that actor, so yeah. they're going to be using him later on. Which I hate. Which is like, all right, so what? We're gonna get another Batman sequel in a trilogy that stars the Joker? Like, I don't know. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I could. I, I felt like Matt Reeves said that. Um, he said, I think Matt Reeves said like, don't expect to see him in the next movie. Is then what why it was. put him? I, I just don't get. Then like that confuses me even more. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mind it. Hmm. I could see this being like a slow burn. Okay, actually, he said, don't expect to see him in another movie. That's what Matt Reeves said. Um, which is strange. Uh, strange, like that you that you would fe- have this actor go and take on this role for just a short bit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. And I mean, that like, doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Everything I, was the like, so, fine. Yeah, yeah, sure, and that's good with me. But again, like, I, I don't want him in the movie anyway, so don't even cast yeah. anyone. <laughs> I don't have the role in there. Because when we but, look yeah. at the, the the next options for you know the way you posed the question was if not Mister Freeze. Who is reportedly on the wish list for Reeves' sequel villain? Yeah, it's been who, talked about, right? It's been talked about a lot. Who would you like to see featured in the sequel? Um, we had, uh, we did have a write-in of round two with the Riddler. Um, I believe that was a write-in. Yeah, which um, I would be fine with. Like again, kind of off the top, if he's like controlling some things, and I think that's a storyline in the comics. But um, yeah, I, from the Celtics. just do it a little bit, not too much. But then we have uh, the Joker. People like ten percent of the people want to see the Joker. Um, we also have the, but then the two, the two biggest ones were the Court of Owls at thirty percent, which has gotten a lot of buzz. Of course, Scott Snyder uh, wrote that series, and, and Greg Capullo drew it. Outstanding, one of the best series ever. Cool. And um, there's owl yeah. illusions like in the movie throughout there too. So there's like all these kind of Easter eggs there. When you talk about Thomas and Martha Wayne's history. There's a lot there to unpack. A lot of misdirection. Don't get me, get me wrong, but mm-hmm. there's a lot there, um, and that would make a lot of sense. And I almost voted for that, but I, I actually am with the the people on this one. The fifty percent of the people voted for Hush. Um, I like both. I just and I, I you could I could see a situation where you actually have Hush and the Court of Owls, and maybe the Court well, of Owls. That was my question. Yeah, couldn't you kind of like marry the two in a bit? You could absolutely marry the two if you wanted to. Again, it's not going to be it's going to be faithful to the comics, but only to to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love Hush, and I think it'd be a lot tougher to do Court of Owls and then Hush versus the the you know the inverse Vice versa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I i would love that too and again we we've got allusions to both i think the hush stuff was a little bit again on the nose it's literally written right in front of uh thomas wayne hush right mm. like right over that mm-hmm. you get the edward uh why am i blanking on his name again uh but you know you get him and his his father and his uh you know bruce wayne's best friend and everything like that there so mm. uh yeah again i think i think there's there's some interest there that you could kind of go back to and and then uh Again, get the hush guy and still kind of talk about Thomas and Martha Wayne. I love it. Yeah, 100%. And then we asked people on a scale of 1 to 100, well, what would you score this movie? Yeah, and again, running the gamut there, 86 and a half. So B plus is the low, 97, A plus is the high. So all right up in there. But 86 and a half, only, the only uh, sub 90 grade on there. So yeah, everybody every, else. It's A or above for everyone. Yeah, I'm surprised. And that's got to be the one person who had a lot of those questionable takes in this. But my thing is, Wes, like, you have like, the only reason those takes are like questionable. Yes, I disagree with them, but like 
you know, not everybody's going to necessarily love every or, single or movie. Or to what like. degree, you know, does that that person maybe hold them? Maybe that's like that, that's, and I think that's a really good question to ask because with those nitpicks, to me, they seem like pretty significant ones. Like, be, like beyond what you're talking about, where you're saying these things are nitpicks, your issues. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you call it an eighty six then? At eighty six and a half, like. Yeah, to me, man, those, maybe maybe it's a Snyder fan. Who knows? I just would think that would be a lot lower of a grade <laughs> with those complaints. Um, maybe you're right, but it was that that was a little surprising for me. Um, but anyways, um, that does it for our the Batman exit survey, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, we got it all up off there, and uh, this this will be good stuff. So this is uh, all time to aboard the Discharge Depot, Nick. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong. So uh, I will well. Do you have anything you want to add before I? No, I don't want. I have nothing to add. Uh, Nick just I came back from a very well-deserved uh, vacation to Thank San you. Diego, which I will be going to in about two weeks uh, time. So I think this will be a good time to edge you. You can like Anthony Bourdain, no boundaries, me right now. Okay. Um. So I what? So so the zoo thing, right? I, yes. I sent a picture to the group yes. right when I was at the zoo. Dude, I'm look. You, I know you like to say like I'm not an animal lover or whatever. Is you, I hate dogs. Is that what it is? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I do like cats over dogs. We know this, but I don't dislike dogs. That said, I am not like a crazy big animal person. Like it's just not dislike. It's just not my thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. I sure. loved, loved the zoo. It was outstanding. You have just. Like you, you know how like when you go to a zoo and like sometimes you, like there are the, the cool animals that you want to see they just don't show up they're not around. Mm-hmm. The, the, first of all, you're there all day, so you have like you'll have a second chance maybe at seeing that animal if they're not there in that moment. But even then, Wes, the only one that we got to like the, the area that we got to that I didn't see was the rhino. We saw the giraffes, we saw the tigers, we saw the lions. Like they had all like the, the polar bears were, were napping, um, but like we still saw mm-hmm. them at least so, like. The, everything and they had a ton of other like like monkeys and all this stuff so it was it was great um, okay all right i feel like we have to go everyone says you have, have to. to go and like again like, i'm not a big zoo person but it's it's a nine to you're it's a big tiger king guy too that didn't change your mind at all well i i of course like you feel bad for <laughs> yeah. the tigers not being taken care of but at the same time this is all like this is a, i think they're they're not for profit so everything that gets made, yes, the people are getting paid that work there, but then everything else is going into the animals. This is what they said. So, um, but I, I Carol Baskin said that too. <laughs> yes, yep, definitely more questionable. But um, what was I going to say? We did see the lion uh, have feeding time, which was something else. But it's, okay, it's all right. Open from nine to five. West, we got there at eleven, um, and we like we missed like one section. Throughout was it packed? It was it was pretty busy, but we went like on a what was it a Thursday, so we were in a pretty okay. good spot. So, but okay. if you're gonna do it, plan for the whole day. And there's actually another thing too uh, we didn't see. There's like a safari thing where they have a lot more open land. See, so that's, that's what I want. That's what I would do. You kind of yeah. take your car and drive through or whatever like that, you know, and kind of feed yeah. I them. think I think they have tours. Well, there's like cheetahs and stuff, so be careful about feeding them. Oh, okay. It's okay. Well, you know yeah. how you can do that though, kind of like roam through like a national park sort of type oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's where where you say like, you know, do you question the zoo stuff? Well, they have this other thing available for the animals. So like, okay, well, yeah. all right, all right. I like that then. That's good news. Um, I've heard of this hop on, hop off trolley though. Someone else who went to San Diego was telling me about this. And that has a stop that puts you within 20 minutes of the zoo for a walk. But there's this really cool park that you walk that you can walk through. Um, I do think that it's uh, it's like if you're looking for a zoo stop, 
get like a, an Uber or whatever. Actually, don't, I would say no, don't rent a car just because like oh yeah, we have to rent a car and we're driving from LA, LAX oh, down. Right. Yeah, yeah, do because the gas prices out there are bananas I know, right I know now. It. Uh well okay because we did because we did Uber in the hop on off 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 trolley um the whole thing but that took us to different parts of San Diego uh, it was really cool and the the tour guides are actually it's kind of it's very relaxing um listening to them talk about it nothing crazy but definitely interesting factoids mm-hmm. um and there's also Coronado which is like this, its own like town but it's definitely like this really like well off area and you you stop okay. off on the hop on hop off trolley there I think that you could spend a whole day there. Um, cool beach. Coronado wine mixer, perhaps? Maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. Um, I was looking at some pictures of it. It looks very swanky. I do think it's it's worth a visit. Um, and then there's the Liberty Public Market, um, which the there's a person at a hotel that we that told us, like, why are you guys going there? Like, it's not fun. But they have like a bunch of little shops, and it's like um they have a oh, Who's that? Who's who's saying at the hotel? The concierge is saying that. Yeah, it was one of the bad guys saying it. Uh, the luggage guys. I was surprised oh, by it, but we loved it. My my, my buddy who lives out there told us to go there, and it was awesome. Like a bunch of little shops. I got some new bracelets there. Um, a bunch of different <laughs> bunch of different restaurants. Um, and they had like different art galleries too. They had a comic book art gallery, and I wanted to go in it. I think I sent a picture to the group of that Leonardo, like the Michael Bay Leonardo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and but it's closed right now, and it looked awesome. But I definitely want to go back to that. There's also a Comic Con museum not far from the zoo too. Sure. Didn't get to check that out because just we didn't plan out that we didn't even know it existed, but there's a lot of cool stuff. Got to go to a local comic shop there too. The one that was closest to the comic convention um, ah, site. Nice. So you got a lot to do West. And honestly, like we didn't go to the beach, like we went to Coronado beach, but that was it. Like there was, well, is it cold? Like, I have the, the weather app pulled mm. up you know, with San Diego right there. I, I see it like low seventies, high sixties. We went, we had, we must've gone like for the worst week when it comes to weather. Like they, like everybody was apologizing to us about the weather. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. 70 and sunny is like night. Like, we I, had look, 50s. I, I love that. We had some fifties oh, and we had yeah. Yeah, like a little bit, but it was mostly sixties, but we had a lot of wind where mm-hmm. we were. So that was a little bit annoying, but I, I think that, um, I would, I would still, I would bring a jacket just in case and bring jeans. Uh, I think you'll, no matter what, you'll be fine in jeans because it doesn't get really humid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have some in case. We all right, all right. Yeah. That's good. Plan ahead. I like that. Um, it's also, good. it's good stuff. Uh, I, I, the second season of Love Is Blind finished up, and I, I got to say, I haven't. I did watch some of that because, uh, oh, but no. uh, by osmosis, and uh, I kind of <laughs> like the show. I need to come clean. I feel like I need to get that out there. For well, everybody. that's how it, how it is with the Kardashians, Nick. We all we all fall uh, victim sometime. Yeah. You know? there, there you go. Well, that that, make, that makes me feel a lot better. I forgot about that. That's <laughs> yeah. I hear you. It, it happens to the best of us. All right. Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, now it is time for this week in the shared universe. Everybody's talking about the Batman this week, and PCP is actually putting an interesting spin on it, Wes. What are they doing with the Batman? It says here that uh, why the Riddler had a point in uh, his in celibacy. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's how okay. they put it. Interesting. Okay. Well, good for uh, the people for communism podcasts. Obviously, a dicey time to be doing what they do, but... Uh, they, they're consistent to their uh, message, I guess, but, uh, dork talking to the Batman, Mac and goo already talked to the Batman TLDR. We are not doing the Batman this week. We have cherished Chen on talking radiant red. The first issue of that is out this week. And of radiant course, we'll- red. 
And we will be doing what's new this week. We didn't do it last week because I was away. Um, for the mm-hmm. Pineapple Boys, I've heard it both ways. Season four, episode five of Psych. We got to be getting close to uh, the return of uh, MCU at home with Moon Knight starting soon, right? No, we will not be doing the MCU at home uh, because Marvel's What If has killed the show. So we've we've, <gasps> uh, we've talked about this before. I didn't know it killed the show. I knew it was like, oh yeah, it, we're not doing it. Wow. Yeah, I just want to watch it. Just want to be a couple of regular Joes, you know? Okay. Wow, but you, okay. Just a couple of Jimmy and Joe's watching Moon Knight. Well, I actually had a breaking news sounder for this one. Um, <laughs> no, I could have sworn we talked about this you, on the show, right? On the it program? Was, it, was, it was like... It definitely in the chat. You definitely heard it. I didn't... Okay, I must have missed it, because sometimes that the chat can go nuts, and I, yeah, just, yeah, I miss yeah. a lot. Um, as for the streamers, we have uh, Backcracker on Twitch and Shime Time on Twitch, and then Davey and Keith only stream over on YouTube on the hashtag dork YouTube page. As for us next week, Wes, what are we doing? Okay, so I think this is a perfect capitalization here. Original versus reboot, the Dark Knight versus the Batman, right? I think yep. this is what we're talking about here. A hundred percent. I think it's a great call. Um, you know, doing the original versus reboot. I think the first one of those we did was with Spider-Man, just like right. we did with our original versus sequel. So this is outstanding call on your part. And um, you guys will find you'll have to tune in next week to find out who's representing which movie. Yeah, but it will be at the same bat time, at the same bat place, at the same bat topic.